But no, I'm like, you haven't let me down at all. If anything, you drew our nucleus and our chosen family that we've that we've held on to um, has kept me above water. Because you know that in the earlier days and months of going no contact with my family, mm-hmm. some of my family, I wanted to die. I told you that. I wanted to die. I could not. I did yoga. I did all these things. I could not feel anything for three days, three days. And I was just like, I should just die. And then three days passed and it occurred to me. Thank you, God. And my higher self that people are not supposed to make you want to die. <laughs> <laughs> no, people are not. Man. People are not supposed to. You're not supposed to want to die after seeing someone. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And so I never thought to, about it like that. Yes. And so I had to focus on who doesn't make me want to die. And that has always been you. One, two, three, four. All right, we got two. One, two, three. Let me step into the moon. Am I the one you see when you get into the moon? I tell them pump them keys while I keep up with the shoes. We got a real nice thing in the pattern of the groove. I can feel it flowing through. I see the song so clear when you roll it down your back. As a matter of fact. Hey, y'all. Hey. I'm Mikey. And I'm Randy. And this is the Black Millennial Marriage Podcast, where we give you an uncensored look into all we're learning, unlearning, and loving about marriage in real-ish time. Welcome all new and veteran listeners. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Welcome all new You've been here before. Remember? <laughs> Not new to this. Welcome on new and veteran listeners and a special shout out to our chosen family over on Patreon. Y'all are some real ones. Chosen family, A1 Day Ones, Gang Gang. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. And to everybody else included, thank you all for being here and joining us on our first official episode, episode back. back. We're back. We're back. Like for real, for real. We're back. Like actually back. We're back. This feels good. It does. This season's theme, because we've learned that that actually helps us mm-hmm. when it comes to working on this podcast. This season's theme is lemonade. All right. I'm going to leave this next part. I'm going to leave this to you. Okay. I'm just turning down my stuff because anyway. Okay. The season's theme is lemonade. Better. As Mikey said, um, as lovers of art, movies, and music, we are inspired by bodies of work that are later dubbed timeless or classic. Mm-hmm. If y'all have been listening to us 2018, since 2018, you know this. <laughs> and one of the things that made Beyonce's Lemonade, Lemonade, was that it was vastly different than any other project she's ever put out and any other project many people have put out. Uh, vulnerable and well executed. It was relatable for almost everyone who has ever loved anyone and was relatable to anyone wearing a mask yeah we have a lot of stuff to talk about yeah we're gonna get into it this season and every season moving forward um, but we recognize that in many ways we've been avoidant self-deprecating ungrateful cruel to ourselves we've been fearful and ultimately we've been blind to the ways that we are responsible for our lives no shade no shade no it's, <laughs> it's, it's the truth all right um, we only have the ability to critique ourselves in this way now because we've been doing some work. Lots right? of work. And rather than apologize to you all and tell you that we love you because we do and we love our show because we do and the work that we do, we have decided instead to just show you all. Yep. 
So in our first segment, we're going to discuss why we struggle to show up and what's different now. And then later we have our fight or flight where today I am going to confront Randy about something that actually I've had on my heart for a minute. Um, it's something that actually inspired a poem. So you all get to hear one of my, my classic poems that ass. What? Like, yeah. Well, I know. Okay. You inspired a limerick, nigga. Like <laughs> finally getting that ass with a haiku. Oh my God. We'll wrap it up <laughs> with our PDA segment where we will share something we're proud of of each other and or express gratitude. Sir, let's get, let's get into it. <laughs> All right. Main topic, accountability. Let's get into it. (laughs) No, no. I just remembered it when you said that, that that's like the thing I say. (laughs) Things that must be mentioned in this story. So it's been seven months and some change since we last recorded an episode. Together. Yes. As Drew would say. My bad. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) You've been saying that. My bad. Let's just say that um, when we were doing the notes for this episode, the thing that we kept saying is this is hard. Yeah. Um, so full ish transparency. Yes. Uh, we each feel changed, nervous, excited, uneasy, but we're ready to be back in a more intentional and honest way. Yes. Like for real, for real. Yes. We're back y'all. We are. It feels we weird. miss y'all. This is good weird though. <sighs> you ever just spend some time away from your baby? Like a little, you know, get away a little vacation and then you come back and you realize, nah, this is, this is better yeah. than where I was. I missed our baby. Yeah. Let's, let's not neglect the this original, child again. The original firstborn. Yeah. <sighs> so let's talk about it. So what has changed for us or about us? Uh, what's different this go around? Okay. So, um, who? Okay. This go around, this iteration of the podcast and the season is um, one of the biggest changes in my life personally and in our life is I've been no contact with a large part of my maternal family for almost a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be officially a year by the end of the July. Yeah. Um, and this has changed me and the way I show up because I've been forced to really confront myself. I've had to like, I've been in the dark, mm-hmm. um, as you know, and I've been deep in a fog. And for anyone who doesn't know what no contact is, that just means to know what it, what it means. No contact, no talking no seeing no texting no no type of communication no type of access um and that's been it's been it's been heartbreaking i actually like googled like divorces mm-hmm. because it felt like what people say divorce yeah. is well um, because it was a divorce yeah um yeah and it wasn't the smoothest split either it really was quite dirty um and yeah, I had to look at the willingness, the willingness that I've had to play a victim and the willingness that I've had to abandon myself for the sake of my family and the fear of rejection. And I've had to look at all the ways I've been willfully in denial about how attached I've grown to dysfunction and mm-hmm. dysfunction in families and how attached I've grown to appearing and being good, um, which y'all know we have talked about and I've talked about multiple times on this podcast, but going no contact with your family really does force you to be like, Oh shit. <laughs> so, um, so all this and more has, I great- think or going no contact with people that you just are really attached to, even just, if they aren't just family, like the, the, like not everybody was like super close people that you talk to all the time, but there are people that were a very major part of your life for a very long time. That I thought 
would always be there. Like they, yeah. they were constant. Like I I can't imagine like I so desperately want to be in Drew's life. Mm-hmm. I so desperately want to be in her life. I think she is so cool. And I understand that when she gets older, she can make a decision about her. She'll have, you know, it, when she gets older, she'll be able to decide who she wants to be around, mm-hmm. including even us. And I know that her childhood will greatly affect and impact her decision. Yeah. And I, what one thing I've been struggling to deal with or to just even fathom is this concept of being willing to let Drew go. Yeah. No. Like I... I can't imagine being so afraid and so stuck, you know, to to not confront my shit, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's what's been hard. Like you said, even for the people who I wasn't like really close to or talked to all the time, it's like. <sighs> it's okay. I just couldn't imagine it. I could not imagine a world without being in contact with Drew. And like, just because I like her, yeah. you know, I really, really like her. And I think she's so cool. And I told her she's the funniest person I know. And she doesn't have to do anything, you know? So like, I, I think I'm, I've also been like dealing with not being loved in that way has, has been hard to confront. Given the love that you don't consistently or maybe have never received is very difficult is one of the things that I'm learning about parenthood. And that's not like the topic of this conversation, but like mm-hmm. as a father who did not have a father who is being the type of father that I am, it's weird. It's triggering. Yeah. Sets me off very often, yeah. actually. It's like, oh, I I couldn't imagine saying half the shit I Yeah. Nah. <laughs> to you, you know how her little eyes get when yeah. she's just like, Dad. <laughs> oh, she get that face from you. you yeah. Just cut it out. But uh, so, yeah, so that's this is all um, greatly impacted how I have shown up and not shown up mm-hmm. in the past and on our show. And now after some time, I'm back and my family and what that looks like is completely different than what it looked like when we first started the show. And in so your opinion. it's been seven months since the last episode. I don't know if um, you listening to this have heard that last episode if you haven't please go back make sure you listen to it and probably listen to the two episodes before the last episode because that episode was my money my fear definitely give you some insight into what's going on mm-hmm. um a lot has changed there have been a lot of positive changes but the leading causes and factors of what's been going on is that um my faith was severely hurt and for the first time in my life i experienced true faithlessness like i have nothing in me which is a problem Mm -hmm. because at my core I am a man of faith Mm -hmm. like at my center and it wasn't there I tried finding it um I tried running from it Mm -hmm. I tried everything I possibly could to feel different um drank more than I have in a long time smoked more than I did in a long time both at the same time Mm -hmm. I tried getting healthy been working out let that shit go try it again I'm yeah, I've I've done. Try, I don't know. I don't know. This is still. This is still it's still a journey that I'm on right now. But I, I have some different thoughts about it, and we'll talk about that more in the season. But um, years like my entire life, um, years of like belief, dedication, stubbornness, um, emotional, spiritual, and mental neglect have basically started to manifest in ways that um 
I planned for in ways that I didn't expect at all. You planned for it? This oh, yeah, yeah. No, like to be prepared for it. Like I thought I could see certain things happening. Mm-hmm. Like if I continue down this path, this is how it's going to end up. Mm-hmm. And you have to like do some things to fight that. And mm-hmm. I was prepared to like, you know, all right, cool. I understand that. I keep making these decisions. This is what's going to happen. I will take care of business. It's the un- unseen stuff, mm-hmm. the unplanned stuff that just kind of fucked all that up. Like what? Like Noble. Mm-hmm. Losing Noble was one of those. Losing Noble, I realized, was like the last straw. And then you start to realize how many straws before that should have been the last straw. Last straw for what? Neglecting my mental, <laughs> spiritual, mm. and emotional health. And so this time around, it's different. Or One of the things that's different is that I have a different type of conviction about me mm-hmm. and i've had some time today actually which was really nice to think about this as i ran on a treadmill but um i feel like one of the things that's different this time around is that i have a clear sense of me since everything that's happened over the last couple of years i, I feel like a fog has lifted in some sense mm-hmm. um a different type of clarity which i think feels familiar because it kind of reminds me of like the Mikey that had faith. Mm-hmm. And I think that feels good. Feels good. Feel good. Now we were given an emotional chart. We were. <laughs> that I'm going to explore. That will to be add more context. Next but, episode. Yeah. Yeah. I um, It just feels different. Um, I've realized some goals during this time that we've been away. Like I've reached some goals. Mm-hmm. It's been great. Um, I reached uh, some goals that I set out to accomplish years ago. And I found myself satisfied in some areas. And still wanting and unfulfilled in others. And I'm looking forward to talking about it. Yeah. Y'all will get some indies and some daddy journals about it. But um, yeah, it's been, this has been a very interesting six months. Seven. <laughs> Seven months. Seven, eight, I don't know. Like since, since we last talked and we'll, we'll catch y'all up. But yeah, that's, that's me. All right. So the next question was, what does taking responsibility over our lives and showing up look like to us now? And it's my turn. So mm-hmm. I, for me, that looks like this is to your question that you had asked earlier. But to me, that looks like being visible. Now, obviously, in some ways, in lots of ways, we are very visible um, because of the podcast, because mm-hmm. of the reach we've had. And, you know, the New York Times, Tamron Hall Show, all those things, which are wonderful. But I am finding that being visible in that way is not the same as being visible in and what that looks like for me now. And that means that essentially I journaled, as y'all know, I journaled a while ago um, that as open as I am and have been, I've been afraid to truly like showcase who I am because I don't want some parts of my family to mm-hmm. find me. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like I've literally, what do you mean? Randy? <laughs> like I've been playing in the dark. Like mm-hmm. I've been in like straddling this line of like being myself, not being myself out of fear of being like found out, like out of fear of being, you know, it's a, yeah, like I'm being found out. Um, for instance, when I first started meditating and really doing inner child work, which I highly recommend, I would see Ludoran under my childhood bed. And I've spoken to people on Patreon about this, but I would see her under the bed that I shared with my sister. And uh, she was really, really, really small, like a borrower, mm-hmm. small. And she did not trust me. She loved me. But she did not trust me and I could not get her to come from under the bed. Um, and then as I continue meditating and just being a witness to her 
and just like staying in this childhood bedroom, I get her to come from under the bed. Then I get her to come to the doorway and then I get her to come to the doorway of the house. But I could not get her to step out. Hmm. Um, But it wasn't until going no contact with certain family members that I saw her for the first time outside laying in the grass with her face to the sun. And I sobbed during that meditation. Like I was like, oh, my God, she feels safe now Hmm. to leave the house at least the inside of it i just got her to leave the yard you know but like i you know she feels safe now um and to me that's what responsibility looks like it looks like doing hard and scary things for love and for love of myself and it looks like being willing to be visible regardless of who may see me and what they may say about what they see um and it looks like caring more about what i think of myself and i think i mean i think with any type of um performance which is what like our podcast is like it's the truth but it's a performance it's edited well and it's we care about the quality um so there's always going to be some some concept of like what is the audience like but this time around in terms of taking responsibility over myself and showing up for the podcast it's like okay being me and like just making sure that controlling like the things I can't control. I can't control what somebody perceives based off of me, but I can't control how the episode sounds, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So like not, not micromanaging myself in like that way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like just being myself. Healthy management. Yeah. How about you? The question was, what is taking, why are you looking at me? Like I that? love you. I'm just, I'm listening you to too. you. I hear you. Thank you. Uh, what does taking responsibility over our lives and showing up look like to us now for you? To me, it just looks like execution. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we have a known history of excellence. Excellence, me and you. Um, both as a couple and as individuals. Like, mm-hmm. we just do. Um, we've had some standards that are placed on us um, and many that we, like, molded for ourselves based off of that shit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that the people that we've most let down throughout this entire situation is us Mm. and it hurts the most that like I fucked up and I fucked up my best friend and I've been having these thoughts for a while and that piece is the piece that I hate what do you mean you fucked up and you fucked up your best friend I feel like we haven't been doing um the things the things that we know to do that we have always been able to do which is show up regardless like just be ourselves. I think, mm-hmm. and I think it's very clear now that we've lost ourselves in a lot of different ways. Um, and you've been doing work to get back to yourself. I've been doing work to get back to myself. We've been doing work together to, to return to ourselves, you know, it, as a unit and as a couple. And it sucks. It just sucks knowing that, like, I let down Randy. I'm just thinking about just from a, from a friend perspective. I don't think you let me down. I feel like I did. Mm. I feel like I did. I feel like I didn't hold us up. I feel like I didn't hold me up that which is very difficult when I can't right you're not God it's not about being God I don't I don't think I am what I'm saying is it's it's not your responsibility to hold us up it felt like it why because it's what I do it's what we do we show up and we care for each other as best as we can but for a period there it just couldn't happen I feel like while to your standard it may not have been but i never have not felt cared for by you throughout this entire time honestly and i didn't know that you felt that way and so i'm sorry that you've been beating yourself up about that but i've been feeling incredibly loved 
and held despite all the things. And well, that is what's still trying. It's just it's been enough. I think I'm hoping though that wasn't the question, but I'm hoping that as we move forward in this era and this iteration of the podcast and showing up that you are, that you ease up on yourself and that you are kinder and communicate this. Cause I, this is my first time hearing it, but I know that's, that's the magic for us also of the podcast is mm. that we hear some things for the first time, the same way y'all do <laughs> <laughs> on the mic, <laughs> no matter how long we spend in production meetings, there are some things but no, I'm like, you haven't let me down at all. If anything, you drew our nucleus and our chosen family that we've, that we've held on to um, has kept me above water. Because you know that in the earlier days and months of going no contact with my family, mm-hmm. some of my family, I wanted to die. I told you that. I wanted to die. I could not. I did yoga. I did all these things. I could not feel anything for three days, three days. And I was just like, I should just die. And then three days passed and it occurred to me. Thank you, God. And my higher self that people are not supposed to make you want to die. <laughs> <laughs> no, people are not. People <laughs> are not supposed to. You're not supposed to want to die after seeing someone. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And so. I never thought about it like that. Yes. And so I had to focus on who doesn't make me want to die. And that has always been you. Truly. What? Thank you. I wasn't prepared for that. But this is what happened. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm talking about? What you talking about? This. Talking like this. This. This is what happens. (laughs) Hold on a second. It's okay. It's okay. All right. Full-ish transparency for a moment. I'm going off script. I haven't had a, a moment to just look you in your eyes and talk for a while because we both been doing our own shit mm-hmm. for a very long time. I'm at work. You at work. I'm parenting. You parenting. We parenting. Like it feels good to just look in your face right now and talk to you mm-hmm. and share thoughts mm-hmm. and feelings. Oh, the feelings. I love you. <laughs> I love you. All too. right. Okay. Um, ultimately, um, my attitude right now is to do what needs to be done for all the things that I love. Um, as we've just shared, I've been, I've been doing what I could for you and our family and myself, but I haven't been satisfied with it, mm-hmm. which again, that's just, that's just <laughs> whatever. It just doesn't look like what I want it to look like or what I feel it should cognitive distortion it is however it is what it is um Mm -hmm. and there are parts of the work that we've done so far that i love and it's just parts of it that i want to do better Mm -hmm. um but for the longest i haven't been in a space where i'm like all right now i have the energy or the room to do better Mm -hmm. it's just been bare minimum survive just make it through real quick like just i'm off that now that's dead um there's a place that i'm in i just want to do what makes us happy i want to do what brings us joy i want to do what fills us Step one was recording this episode. Yeah. Setting these mics up again. Talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Deciding what it is that we want. How we want to move. This came up in another conversation that we had. But ultimately, when we're moving together, we move different. Mm-hmm. It's stronger. It makes more sense. And it works. We wasn't right. Yeah. We wasn't. But and I, Yeah. I think we should have 
honor that because I think a way that we could have shown up was by not showing up. I think we should have. I think we could have honored that by taking the year off the podcast, like we initially said when we announced that Noble died. We said we'd come back in a year, and I think despite like we could have still recorded maybe for each other, just because that really helped us talk to each other. Yeah. Um, and then like maybe share the, you know, episodes later. Um maybe definitely you know because in that way we wouldn't have to worry about the stress of like recording and all that stuff because it would have already been done um but i think us showing up was us trying to play this part you know and and you know obviously there was some good that come in that came into that which was community we built with other parents who have lost children Mm -hmm. and people who like just wanted to love on us and help us but um I, I think that us not showing up, despite how awkward and uncomfortable it was at times to not show up, would have been, would have helped all of this because it also would have been like, you maybe would not be feeling like, I gotta keep showing up. If you didn't, you didn't have to, you know, like, and I didn't have to. I, some, I can't even look back at some of the pictures and the videos and things we took shortly after Nova died or like the first, those first few months, that first year. Cause I'm like, I was fucking crazy. Like, why was I? trying to do anything you know <laughs> like i don't i don't understand and and i didn't realize how wild that was until you know obviously hindsight but um but yeah sorry for cutting you off no thank you welcome did you finish your part no nah, not really but i, I mean, want to hear the rest ultimately it looks like execution um what that looks like y'all gonna see <laughs> that's that's where I stand with it but I just want to I just want to take our life back in our own hands um we are not we're not go with the flow people Mm-mm. we're kind of like guide <laughs> guide ourselves through the flow um all right so if you've never seen the last airbender of the series then you can skip forward 30 seconds but remember that scene where they're like he's going through his past lives and one of them was like I was a go with the flow avatar and my wife got kidnapped Mm -hmm. and her face got stolen. And yeah, I tried to avenge her death, but you know, there's nothing I could do. And I died and someone else came. I think the life after that was Kyoshi or some shit. Like Mm -hmm. I came back as a very violent person. I just, I'm tired of like giving it up. I'm tired of giving it up. And I think that that a part of it, a large part of it, which we've talking about, we've talked about and take responsibility for is ultimately our decisions um, or lack thereof. And so just taking back control, putting ourselves back in the seat to do what we're supposed to do, which is determined by us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's what it looked like. Okay. <sighs> All right. So finally, uh, for the main topic, what does being grateful and gracious look like to us? And how do we plan to display this on the show? How about this? I'll go first on this one. Okay. And I want you to wrap it because you know. You know how you do. (laughs) Um, To me, being grateful and gracious um, looks like um, it looks like intention on display. Mm. Um, Strategic and deliberate, deliberate moves is what I what I feel like, Um, because this is how we started. It ain't where we ended. And it's not what we did in the middle. We just kind of like, oh, that's coming our way now. Oh, that's great. It's like being given blessings and you're just not sure what to do with them because you weren't prepared before mm-hmm. you like jumped into it. Um, winning the lottery and having no financial plan. Yeah. <laughs> and then going broke. Um, it happens very often, but 
more often than not, but you know, every once in a while there was that person who, when they first got their millions, they like tucked some away, mm-hmm. then blew money. Mm-hmm. So they never really were broke. And our millions have been as microphones. They've been sitting here. Mm-hmm. It just, it just took a minute. It just took a minute. Um, and so it just looks like being smart about how being smart. I'm sorry about how we move. Um, I'm a chess player. And I tried teaching Drew until you showed me that Bluey episode. Yes. Um, <laughs> right now we're just trying to protect to our hearts. Her mind is okay. <laughs> Y'all, we've become more parents. Um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I am. Um, I want to get back to playing chess and not mm. tapping into your gifts, tapping into yourself. I, I remember. I, can dig it. I remember who you are. Mm-hmm. For me, being grateful and gracious um, looks like boundaries. But I think that um, the difference between then and now is I have self respect. <laughs> <laughs> I have self-respect and I hadn't realized how much self-respect I lacked. I hadn't realized. Can you please elaborate? Like I. Oh, I'm Googling the definition of self-respect. So I Googled what self-respect is. I'm oh, sorry. I've <laughs> <laughs> had a rough cut. So yeah, computer died. Uh, you, you were Google, saying. You Googled what I Googled what. Sorry. So self-respect is defined as pride and confidence in oneself. A feeling that one is behaving with honor and dignity. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I didn't have that. Oh, I'm sorry. What it means to have self-respect. Self-respect is loving yourself and treating yourself with care. It's the result of staying true to your values and not being willing to compromise. The more you engage in behaviors consistent with your beliefs and values, the more you feel fulfilled and confident. Mm-hmm. So you wasn't. No, I am none. Mm-hmm. I've realized that in in our growth and our unexpected success convinced me to give a, like to I started mimicking people and I started like trying to I forgot what the reason was like the reason that we started this podcast was to stay together and Mm -hmm. talk to each other and to build a community like to get friends and people who were happy to be married (laughs) and who like their kids and who maybe don't hit each other or their kids you know and like who who are like doing their work and like making money and you know, not gatekeeping. Like we really wanted to just find a community so that we could stay married. So we could have a healthy marriage and not like the marriages we saw growing up. But I think, but I know like the success also convinced me like, oh, well, it convinced me that not even that success, I can't blame the success. I thought that to keep the success that we were doing and to keep all the things that were happening that were positive, I had to not be myself. Yeah, I don't think that was but uh, no, not having self-respect. No, that's not. It's a lack of boundaries and a lack of, yeah. It's, it's, I didn't have boundaries I yeah. in terms of like my energy. You know, we would we would record sometimes and then I would go right to editing just to have it up on whatever day we promised we'd mm-hmm. have it up. You know, when at the expense of myself, you know, like it wasn't we would record in the setting. I knew it would be really tough to edit in and not do it anyway, you mm-hmm. know, or. I force episodes to like happen, you know, and that's what I mean by boundaries. And so where I'm approaching this and what being grateful and gracious looks like, is like honoring myself, honoring my boundaries and my capacity for recording this days before it goes out, (laughs) you know, which will give me more than enough time to edit. Um, We're working to eventually outsource this so that I don't have to edit anymore. And 
you know, being willing don't, to don't give, give it away up. the sauce. Yeah, we doing stuff. But yeah, I'm just saying it's like just protecting ourselves and not maybe not sharing so many things in real time, but in realish time yes. to give ourselves time to sit with each other and to, you know. Yeah, you know? the podcast was about us. Mm-hmm. And I think at some point we gave it up and it became about other shit mm-hmm. is what I mean. That's what I meant about the control part. I mm-hmm. just wanted to get back to what we our goal was. Because I started remembering the same thing. And who we are. And there's nothing wrong with like us growing through the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, please. But also remembering that it doesn't require us to be anybody else but us. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Girl. Well, y'all. <laughs> Engagement. <laughs> what have y'all been up to? Mike, you got a charger. <laughs> what would you like to see? On the show this season. Yeah. Let us know, y'all. You can join us on Patreon where we have face-to-face discussions. And you'll hear from us directly in community and be in community with us and others. It's good people over there, y'all. Yes. Um, or you can shoot us an email at blackmailmarriagemo.com. Leave us a voicemail at 770-750-4098. Or hit us up on social media and let us know how y'all are feeling about BMM's return. Is this, like, exciting? Like, is this a good return? Like, a good sequel? Or is this, like... A bad sequel like Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Like, is this? I've watched that movie now that I'm older. The second Mortal Kombat. It's, oh my God, it's the worst thing. I think it's like Lemonade. It's terrible. No, I, wait, what? I think our return is like Lemonade. Got you. Okay. Which is why we named it that. This, this is, this will be different. Yeah. In a good way. I'm looking forward to this, baby. Amen. Babe. Yeah, what's up? Can I read you something? Why did you ask me in your sexy voice? No one said marriage was easy. Is this an ad? But it shouldn't be this hard. Audra Connor Foster is used to presenting a picture of domestic bliss to the outside world. The truth is her husband hasn't touched her in months. Mm. After a bitter argument one night, she finally asked for a divorce. Oh, shit. Damon is not surprised when Audra asks, but the words sting. What he won't allow her to do is keep him away from his kids. A battle of wills ensues, forcing the couple to face the truth about the demise of their marriage. This sounds dramatic. Yeah. In the midst of all the pain, anger, and bitterness, they try to rekindle the fire in their relationship before it's too late. It's not too late? Would you read this book? Would I read it? Yes. I'd let you read it to me. Okay, that's fair. How about instead I read a little bit about the author? Okay. So Delaney Diamond is the USA Today's best-selling author of more than 50 sensual contemporary romance and romantic suspense novels. Ooh. Audra is actually book three of her Family Ties series, a story about Damon and Audra, whose marriage is on the rocks when Audra finally asks for a divorce. <laughs> now I'll let you take it from here. Okay. The couple reconnects through exercises that remind them of how and why they fell in love. Okay. It's looking like a relationship check-in. Sounds like one. What readers are saying, sexy. A powerful story of love. A beautiful story of saving a marriage. Definitely recommend. Okay. And we too recommend, y'all. I'm currently reading this book on my Kindle. You can also be reading it on your Kindle or wherever you get your books. All right. So what's the name of the book? The book is called Audra by Delaney Diamond.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. It's time for Randy and Mike's Fight or Flight. They've held it in all week, but you gon' hear it tonight. Don't really matter who is wrong or right, cause it's fight or flight. All right, sir. All right. So fight or flight. Fight or flight. Yeah, I'm not starting how I normally do. I got beef. Um, you say that. I think that, no, normally I say I love you first. I'll end it with I love you. Um, but I got beef. Whew. Right. He's still out of breath because he had a yeah, no. no, it's just because <laughs> saying this to you is kind of tough, but it's how I feel. So I'm gonna get this out. Oh God! I um. So we have Patreon meetings weekly. <laughs> we've been we've been talking to the same people regularly now for months, years, a year. Yeah, it's been years, yeah. Because um, they used to be biweekly, now they're weekly. But these people has spent so much time like talking with us that they have a real they i think that they have a genuine sense of like our hearts like they they really do like see us mm-hmm. um in a way that i thought you could only do if you've been cool with somebody since middle school mm-hmm. or you've been dating this person since high school but like when the connection is like real and like genuine you see shit mm-hmm. you do we were having a meeting the other day and randy said some shit what i say you said something about yourself you were like I didn't like you were like uh I was working on the site. You were working on something, you were like, Yeah, it, it don't look like you know what it was supposed to look like, you know, like and then I saw three people, three people's faces. I'm not gonna call y'all out right now, but I love them. All women. <laughs> I know one of them was Yenitsa immediately Renee. just like, oh <laughs> Yenitsa Renee, who else was on the call? Just rolled their fucking eyes, like, oh my God. And I was like, Oh, I thought I was alone. But they got mad at you like I get mad at you as like a friend. Because what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? When are you going? No, but those those little small, would you call those microaggressions? <laughs> I don't know. Those small moments where you attack yourself f- unprompted for no fucking reason can be really, really irritating as a friend because I would never let anybody talk to you like this. You would never let anybody talk to me like this, but you'd be wilding on yourself. And it's. I've gotten way You have better. gotten way better. But I think it's time. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, I'm listening. I think it's time that you stop. I agree. I I, th- I believe that you have been doing yourself a disservice. I think that you are. I, th- I just I'm, I'm ready for you to stop because it's not cool, and I can't like fight you because you my friend. That's that that would be causing more harm to the person you causing harm to. But like if it was anybody else, I checked them differently. And I couldn't figure out what to do, and so I wrote a daddy journal. This was a note that originally started off with me saying some words to drew and it kind of turned into saying some words to noble 
And from there, it turned into talking to younger me. And then it just turned into me talking to you. Hmm. And so what I'm going to read to you is the piece that was you. All right. I did say this before, like the way that I write or wrote poems when I was younger is not in a normal rhyme scheme. I genuinely enjoy poetry, but like not cat in the hat poetry. Like I, I have some of those, but like this was more like of a story. So I will put this piece out there for you. Okay. I can't look at you while I do this. Like, would you like close your eyes? No. Can you read it? Okay. When are you going to remember who you are? You've been cast aside, shit on, played, and abandoned. Yes. But you're also regularly praised. Truly seen by the people you love, who love you, chose you. Appreciated by those whose livelihood depend on your health, well-being, availability, and presence. When are you going to remember what you are? Powerful in every way, but extremely blind to just how much. People have... I'm sorry. Uh, People have come and gone, but nothing has changed in regard to how special you are. Beautiful, brilliant, and strong. The words I tell my daughter to repeat to herself in the mirror. Affirmations that describe her mother that I pray she internalizes and believes to her dying day. Like you should. I know things have been impossible. I've been here with you the entire time. I tell you, I tell you all the time you are on no one's time but your own. But when are you going to remember that you are? everything i love you and i love you too i just babe i um, i'm gonna i'm gonna flee okay because it was a because i have been i know you know that i've been mm-hmm. doing lots you have of been. like i have been but i that day was not a day where i was honoring boundaries mm-hmm. because i was doing the most trying to get that day was the day i finished writing this this was a this was a a a note from i think two three months ago it's it's on paper the journal is downstairs but i just copied over i typed out that part i i usually start sabotaging and and talking crazy to myself and not being gracious to myself when i'm burnt out Mm -hmm. like it's that's so later that week we had a conversation you started realizing that you were doing too much we sat outside on the floor outside and i just like cried like i was like i was like I was like, okay, so she is aware. And that's when I started kind of getting some shit off. I was like, this is... Slow down. Like, it's not... Because I've been really passionate about us coming back. Mm -hmm. I've been really trying to, like, get the site back up because, uh, you know, all the things. And, like, you know, I've really been... You're right. Like, you're right. You just said... You were like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to sit by you. (laughs) I just sat there and I cried. And I really needed it, you know, because I was I was feeling pressure. But I realized again that it wasn't pressure. Anybody was putting on me. Nobody gives a fuck about the site, you know, like not really. And as long as they can get the episode, their episode on Apple, which they show up, you know, and Spotify, like they don't need it doesn't need to happen. It was just what I really wanted done. Mm-hmm. And I was like, OK. But in those situations, when the first thing you do is start attacking you it wasn't even i wasn't even conscious but this is just one of those things i'm pointing out and i actually want to use our fighter flights this go around to like for real talk about it because i genuinely i i'm gonna do my best to hold you accountable like you do your best to hold me accountable but when our friends made a face at you i was like oh shit i didn't even see it (laughs) i was like i think if other people gang up on someone about something like this at the same time it's good. And in that moment, everybody took a, time, a moment to love on you. Everybody said something. And it was like, like this is what but you make these communities. For exactly. That's the, that's the point. 
It ain't about what you're looking for. It's about what's supposed to happen. It's about the truth. The truth of the matter is you're amazing. Thank you. And that's just it. I love you. I love you. Yeah, I made you flee. <sighs> PDA. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing something different this season. So our PDA segment will no longer start by the person who just got talked about. Got the ass <laughs> it will be the person who started the fight. <laughs> you can't just start fights and then just run away and ask somebody to love on you now. So <laughs> listen, conceptually, it don't make sense. So now that I've said that. <laughs> Clearly, we've been working in dysfunction. <laughs> like, <laughs> if that's if that is not a sign. Oh, shit. I didn't realize it until I said come. it. Yeah. Like I just that wasn't in the script, and now you gotta tell me why, why you, you love, love me. me. Okay, Mike, tell me why you love me. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? Please don't say anything about my mother mothering. No, about what? No, what? What? Okay, continue. What do you? What did you think? No, that's a fight. That's not this. No, it's okay. That's nothing. I want to hear something about me being a good mom. No, that's been the last few fights way back when. You're great. But no. What? This is about you, woman. What? You've been working really hard. Yeah. Y'all, while the mics have been off and the cameras ain't been rolling, Randy has been building a whole business. I have. Ground up. She is her own street team. Randy's been selling CDs out the trunk of her friend car. <laughs> Randy has been traveling <laughs> on Marta <laughs> to get to shows, to make appearances. <laughs> Really, not, not, not really, y'all, but the, the conceptually. Anyway, Randy been out here slinging mixtapes and selling. I'm just very proud of you. Thank I'm you. very proud of you. You have been doing ridiculous amounts of work. Y'all have heard, listened for seasons now. My wife is extremely book smart. She's a nerd, and I love her for it. And this woman has decided to upend <laughs> her entire career path to go the entrepreneurial route like an idiot. <laughs> Like, imagine having a clear path to what you think you're supposed to be doing and then just saying, fuck it. You did that. You're doing yeah, that. I did that. And you've, you've, you've walked into and fallen into some pits and dug yourself back out. You figured out how to go around some shit. You figured out the stuff you have to do. You've been figuring it out like an entrepreneur does, like a true businesswoman. And it's hilarious. <laughs> but I'm proud of you. I am proud of you. <laughs> I'm proud of you because it's stupid. It's stupid. You're, you've become a farmer. You've decided to plant seeds and wait for the right seasons for the soil to be a certain way so that the seeds can grow into trees and you can pluck them. I'm tired. Instead of being like every other nigga and going to the grocery store. Like you, tired. <laughs> you chose this life. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm extremely proud of you. Thank you. Because you have been executing. You have been executing. And you are going to reap the fruits of your labor, just like everyone eventually does. <laughs> and then, yes, and then you will see, like, oh, okay, it was worth getting into this farming shit. Yeah. Until then, I'm going to keep laughing at your plant ass <laughs> because you really <laughs> chose this life. I did. You're doing beautiful. Thank you. And that ain't got nothing to do with you being a mother or a wife. That's just you. Yes, team. You're doing great. Thank you, Mike. And I love you. I love you. Also, happy to be recording with you. Yes. You thought that that was what I would say. No, I didn't know what you were going to say. I miss your face. I miss your face. You look happy. 
Which this is, is a nice Matthew change. Face. Oh, I've had a very rough life <laughs> last couple of years here. So this feels good. <sighs> Thank you, babe. You're welcome. Okay, my PDA. Yes, love on me now. One, you look good. You have been working out. I remember you did an indie. Uh, I don't know, season two, season three. Like dad bod? No, no, it had to be, yeah, season two. You were like, you you had said something like, you know, Randy's going to make sure she works out. And Randy's getting back to that. But you have been showing up for yourself. I know you haven't been like too happy about the days you've missed at the gym, whatever, but not minimizing that. But you look great. You look so good. And I don't even know if you remember, I fell asleep the other night. I think it was last night. Hold spooning you because I was just like I just wanted to when it was cold. There was a moment, yes, and I do then remember. I, and I like your chest. You just feel so good. <laughs> you look great, and I'm very proud of you for keeping up with it. You know, like I know again, it's not done perfectly in your opinion, and there are things you could do better, and you will. But I'm very proud of you for that. And secondly, you sent the screenshot of your updated credit score, and you've been working. I have. I'm very proud of you, Mike. Like, I know I that you you get on me about it, but you do it too. What? You do not stop to see how far you have come. No, I don't stop. I just look and be like, oh, that's no, great. Like, you need to give it its day. I you don't. need to give it its month. You're right. You need to sit there and be like, no, really, you did this. But, like, the greats don't Mike, just rest in their success. Mike, and part of the reason why they burn out and turn to drugs and lose all the stuff they're all the great some of the greats are also cautionary tales this is true because they aren't stopping to be like today it's enough it's enough mike i've been trying you are doing eh. you don't think i've said a couple of times that today is enough i definitely have i'm not saying you haven't been trying i'm only thinking of one instance that's all i could pull out of <laughs> but this one i'm saying is like just like your fight it's time mike mm-hmm. it's time sincerely for you to be what you are to everybody else, to yourself. And I am proud of you for the PDA because I'm not going to bring that fight up. I am proud of you because you are, I'm not turning this to a fight. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Because you are doing little things. You are doing little You're doing things I never thought you'd do, like napping. You're, you're, I did um, take a nap the other day. You're doing things yeah. like napping. You're <sighs> sitting down with Drew without like, you know, she'll sometimes she'll make no sense, and sometimes she's showing us the same thing over and over and over again. And now she is speaking with a British accent because of all the bluey. You're a cheeky. She called me cheeky. You're a cheeky, mommy. I don't know what that means. I don't know. What she, we should Google it, but um, I think she said bloke the other day. She she <laughs> said she asked me something. I was like, does that mean am I playing? She's like, are you potting? I don't know what she said. <laughs> I was like, what does this mean? Anyway, so she's a bunch of bluey. But no, like you've been, I can see, Mike, you're doing little things, but I just, I'm, I want you to know that I love you and it is safe for you to put yourself first, to do the things you want to do and to be good to yourself because you have done a lot and you are doing a lot, not just your labor, like you mean so much to everybody and to me. And I want you to start treating yourself like how you demand I treat myself because it's getting played. I know you're a Pisces. I so know it's all the things. journal, you know, was to both of us. Oh, was it? <laughs> that, it was everyone. Well, those, I was talking. It was inspired by everyone. It, it ended with you. Well, I love you. But you're right. You take good care of us and it's time for you to take care of yourself. And I'm proud of you for the ways that you have started to do, do that. Thank you. 
Somebody mm-hmm. called me slim the other day on Instagram. Oh, yeah. You've been working. It's like you're lying, but I was like, nah, I see you. I was feeling slim that moment. You're working. Thank you, baby. You're welcome. Call to action. The Black Millennial Marriage Podcast is hosted and co-produced by me, Mikey. And me, Randy. All episodes of the Black Millennial Marriage Podcast are edited by Randy Chapman at Wordy Motherfucking Productions. I'm sorry, I know it was blown out. Yeah, you can lower that part. No, can you just say it again? (laughs) At Wordy Productions. Thank you. The podcast production management company. Yes. To connect with us, join our community at patreon.com slash black millennial marriage. We have calendars detailing our events, Mm -hmm. know what's going on before the general public, Mm -hmm. meet some cool people, y'all, and see what our community is like. The community is going up, y'all. It's more and more of us that have decided to like start doing the stuff we plan to do during the pandemic. Niggas is outside. Niggas got free flights. They twitches is is going on. We got gamers. The growth is growing. Um, and we got you, couples starting you businesses. Want to get it on this Shout right out now. to Susie and Robbie. I'm so proud of them. Miss Lorraine starting a franchise. Y'all, Man. y'all missing out. Join the join the family. Join the family. We are now and still available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and all your favorite streaming services. Rate us five stars and review us. We love to shout y'all out. Y'all know we devote whole episodes to it, but we cannot do that if you don't leave a message on the app if you left one before do it again times have changed update been listening since 2018 we'd love to see it and they still nice mm-hmm. leave that part the black women in marriage podcast fight or flight jingle was created by i'm sorry created by ebony janae at janae's jingle hey girl hey baby Jedi. she a mama She's now a y'all whole mother we love you ebony details in our show notes and be sure to check out our website it will eventually be up com. it was fire before it's gonna be fire again follow yeah. us on social media platforms on instagram we are black millennial marriage on facebook we are black millennial marriage podcast and on twitter we are at underscore the chat means we really need to stop playing and just be activated now we're gonna start tweeting. tweeting about what everything all couple related content we just gonna tweet is that let's us? see how let's try it um, let's try it you can try it done okay thank you again for listening y'all as always be blessed don't settle fight clean peace say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.